so good to see you guys. I was wondering if maybe the keyboard player could help me with just some chords and stuff. I felt like God was just speaking to me about a few people and some stuff for you youth. And I thought before I get into my message, I just want to share um, just some words that I felt like God gave me for a few people in here. And, um, you know, over the course of today, I've never been to Port Lincoln before. Uh, but this morning I was sitting on the plane and I was next to this guy who uh, was in his 60s, real wealthy man, and we were chatting and he'd never been to church before and just chatting about, um, yeah, being a pastor and chatting about church and stuff like that. And I got to um, the Santa Stefano's house and they were telling me about how Port Lincoln has really rich people, the richest of the rich and the poorest of the poor uh, per capita. And and that's just been in, in my heart all day. I've been thinking about that and I felt like God spoke to me about your youth ministry. I felt like God said with with those young people who are the poorest of the poor, who uh, are going through just tough things and, and they're coming from a tough background, I feel like God said your youth ministry is going to grow to hundreds of young people. And not only is it going to be a massive youth ministry, but you're going to see so many of these young people come from really tough backgrounds. And all of Port Lincoln is going to know about your youth ministry because they're going to say, oh, that's that youth ministry that's changing the culture of those young people who used to be, you know, in abusive situations, who used to be, you know, making trouble and causing trouble and doing all this stuff. Instead, they're going and they're doing something great for God and it's like their whole lives have turned around and the whole of Port Lincoln, I believe, is going to look at your youth ministry and God is going to do something amazing in this place and people are going to get saved through that. I know um, Pastor Josh has uh, a dream in his heart to see this youth ministry grow to 500 people. And I believe that. I believe that God is going to do that. I, I have no doubt in my mind that God is going to do that. I feel like that's absolutely what's going to happen. And I feel like God's put strategic people in this place who are going to help see that happen. I feel like um, Aaron and, and Joe, I don't know how long you've been going to this church for, but uh, God spoke to me and, and I felt like he said, especially for those young people who are coming from just tough backgrounds and, and just you know, crazy worlds. I feel like God's called you as evangelists to that whole crowd. I don't know how you're going to bring them in. I don't know how you're going to connect with them. But I see you just as this like big brother, big sister, or even like a young mother and father figure to those young people. And I see all these young people just gathering around you guys. Uh, and I feel like an anointing is going to come on you to reach those guys and minister to those guys. Um, also, Luke, um, I felt like God spoke to me about you as well. I felt uh, like you've, you've just sort of recently come here in the last couple of years and, uh, you know, you came to be with, with the family and stuff like that because um, this is where your home is. But I felt like God spoke to me and he said, you know, he has so much bigger plans for you than you would ever imagine. And I feel like sometimes, you know, because of whatever has happened or gone on in your life, sometimes you said, oh, that's for other people, but that's not for me. It's like there's this cap on you and you're like, no, nah, I can't have that or I can't do that. I felt like God said he's so proud of you and he believes in you and you dream and you ask for whatever you want in him because I believe that he's going to give it to you and I believe that you're going to be such a man of God who just stands up in this community and you're going to see just incredible things happen in and through your life and it's no coincidence that you've come to be a part of this church because God has such a great plan for you in this church and especially with this youth I believe that you're going to be one of the key people to seeing this just grow and expand and and go to another level. Um, Carmel I believe that you obviously you're a great um great absolutely talented young woman of God and uh, and I believe that God's put a worshiper a worshiper's heart in you 
And um, I, I felt like the whole night as we were singing, I felt like God was saying, you need to start writing songs. And um, Pastor Josh was talking about how the worship is going to come and, and change this church. I believe that there's a sound that's going to rise up out of Port Lincoln as you start writing songs. I believe that there's songs that are going to go all over the place and people are going to be touched by these songs. They're going to be songs that are anointed, only written by the Spirit of God. And you're just going to be like, I don't know how it's done, but it's just God doing it through me. So I want you to, you know, get into that, just press into the presence of God and God's going to give you incredible songs. So awesome. Um, and also, was it Nathan who is your birthday today or William? Sorry, William. Um, William, I, I just saw you. I know you young guy, it's your birthday and you're a part of this youth ministry and I felt like God gave me a vision of you and there was all these young guys, like year seven and eight guys, like a massive crowd of them and it was like you were like the Pied Piper and they're just following you around everywhere and you're just the hero of that group and I felt like God uh, spoke to me and said, you, you're going to be a man of great influence with these younger guys who come in uh, and they're going to follow you and they're going to do what you do and so they're not going to be causing trouble and stuff because they're just going to be following what you do and they're going to be like, oh, I want to be like William, oh, William's I want to go where he's going and they're going to follow you they're going to imitate you and you're going to be a man of God just speaking words of life into young people um who champion them awesome okay so um I think I'll get into my message now if that's okay but uh, praise God. How cool is it that God can just speak in into our hearts and into our lives? I believe if you take hold of those words, write them down and, and pray, about, pray about them to say, God, how can you make this real in my life? I believe that God's going to move on those things in your life. Cool. So um, my name's Layla. I'm a youth and young adults pastor from uh, LifePoint Church in Adelaide. Thank you very much. Beautiful piano player. Um, what was your name again? Bethany, what a legend. Let's give Bethany a hand. What a champion. Awesome. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a youth and young adults pastor from LifePoint Church in Adelaide. I've been a youth pastor for about seven years. Um, and I come with many greetings and blessings from my church down there. They said, make sure you say hello to everyone for us. So hello on behalf of my church and my pastors. And I just wanted to thank your senior pastor who's in the room right now, being inconspicuous in the corner, uh, Pastor Rob and Pauline, for having me. It's such an honour to be here uh, and be sharing with you guys. And I just think this is a great church with such a great future, hey? Like, you can just tell. I was putting on Snapchat and saw all the, like, the party sort of thing that's going on. I'm like, Port Lincoln knows how to party. Like, this, there's a party going down. I don't know why more people aren't, like, in Port Lincoln just coming for the party that's here tonight because it's just amazing. Uh, and, yeah, it's such an honour to be here. Thank you to your senior pastors and also to your incredible youth pastor, Josh. Uh, who loves Pastor Josh? Such an amazing young pastor, man of God. What, what an incredible word he brought today as well. I was just so blessed by the wisdom and the revelation that came out of you, Josh. And I believe you're going to be one of the great preachers in our generation. I believe God's given you a gift of leadership and, uh, and, and revelation to speak into the lives of, of young people. And I believe that, yeah, you're going to go really far, man. So... Uh, Pastor, Pastor Josh told me that this whole conference uh, is about growing in God and growing in your faith and we want to go to the next level as young people uh, and I know this is like more of the core guys here tonight. We'll have um, some other guys here tomorrow night. So tonight I really wanted to speak into the heart of the core of this youth ministry and talk about something that we can grow in um, 
which is uh, to be full of faith and to be full of the Holy Spirit. If we can be people who are full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit, we can literally see God turn this place upside down. We can see God do incredible things in and through every single one of your lives. I don't know if you know this, but God has great plans for your life. He's got big dreams for your life, even bigger than the dreams that you've dreamed for your life. All right, so I'm here uh, to expand your faith and to fill you with the Holy Spirit if you haven't been already or to see you uh, be touched by the power of God in this place tonight as well. So I wanted to start with this scripture. It's Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 and it says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Let's just close our eyes and bow our heads and just pray for a moment. Before we get into the message tonight, God, I thank you for this incredible group of young people, God. I thank you that you have such a massive future for them. I thank you for each individual in this room, God, who's come to this conference saying, God, I want to grow in my faith. I want to grow in my walk with you. God, I thank you that every single young person, every leader in this place, God, would have such a massive encounter with you tonight, God, that would leave them changed and leave them different. God, I pray that as we learn about faith and about your Holy Spirit, God, I pray that we'd be expanded on the inside. Our faith would be enlarged to believe for the things that you have have for our lives and for Port Lincoln. And God, I thank you that you will just touch people in this place tonight in a new and powerful way. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Have you ever had something catch you completely by surprise? Just completely by surprise. You're just like, I was not expecting that. What the heck just happened? Something happened to us today that caught us completely by surprise. I was just like driving in the car with some of the girls. And as we're going down this massive hill, we see this, well, we're going up the hill. We see this massive four-wheel drive coming down the hill. And to, on top of this four-wheel drive that was going quite fast, like maybe 60, 70, I don't know, going down the hill quite fast, we see just this cat riding on the top of the car. And we're like, what the heck? Is that a, ca a cat on top of the car? It's just zooming down the hill. There's another car trying to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Waves them in and the car just goes, nap, and goes around the other car and keeps zooming off down the road with the cat on top of the car. I'm like, that cat's going to die. Like, it's just going to fly off. It was amazing that it was just perched there. Like, like it just ca caught us completely by surprise. Like, only in Port Lincoln do cats ride cars like that. You know, cats surfing the hills on cars. Uh, it caught us completely by surprise. I had another moment when I was... Um, when I was younger, I was doing my year 12 exams and I'm a musician, um, so shout out to all the musos in here. Um, so I'm a musician and I, I wanted to um, obviously be a pastor uh, in my future, but I also wanted to study music. And so I played saxophone and I'm like, okay, cool. Going into my solo exams, saxophone year 12, wanted to get into conservatorium at uni and all this sort of stuff and so I practiced really hard and I went into my solo exam. I was living in Victoria at the time and so I got into my solo exam and there was this big grand piano next to me and I'm sitting there, I'm standing there playing saxophone and they have this panel of classical sort of critics and there's about four people standing there just critiquing my playing and writing like about my exam or whatever. And so I start playing and I'm playing this passage and I'm like, do, 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 whatever you do on saxophone, you know. And so I'm playing it, I'm playing it and my piano player's like looking at me and we're like, woo, cool, jamming together. And then all of a sudden... 
because obviously saxophone you have to take you know breaths and you know singers might know a bit about that but for saxophone you need a lot of air so I went to take this big breath and I was like <gasps> and as I took a big massive breath this fly goes straight down the back of my throat in the middle of my exam it just goes <gasps> right and sticks at the back of my throat I'm like what the heck and so I just stop and my piano player is like, why did you stop playing? I just stopped playing and I look at all the examiners and I'm like, I just swallowed a fly. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was like, I just ate a fly. It went down my throat and then I ate it. And they're like, okay, that's so weird. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, can I start again? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. But never in a million years did I imagine that in my year 12 solo exam, I would be eating flies, you know? That is disgusting. It came completely by surprise. I wasn't expecting that. You know, some of us can live in our Christian world without any expectation of God. And I believe that God hasn't called us to, a, to live a life of no expectation, you know, where we just go along, whatever happens, happens, whatever will be, will be. This is my life. You know, if there's challenges that come, oh, that's just how it has to be and that's just the way it's going to be. I'm never really going to do anything great for God. God hasn't called us to live like that. God has actually called us to live a life of great expectation, to put great hope in God and say, God, no, I believe that you can do great things in and through my life. I have an expectation that you're going to move in my youth ministry. I have an expectation that you're going to move in my church, that you're going to change things through me, that you can do great things through me. God has called us uh, to live with faith and expectation and he wants us to make a difference in our lives. How do we live as young people with expectation? I believe that it starts by being a person of prayer, being a person of prayer. So I want to talk a little bit about prayer tonight. Uh, prayer is just talking to God. Prayer is partnering with God in your life. Prayer is depending on God. Prayer is inviting God into your situation. And prayer is actually a two-way conversation. God wants you to talk to him, but he also wants to talk back to you. And God can talk to you in a number of different ways. He can talk to you through your leaders. He can talk to you through the Bible. He can talk th to you through your friends. He can talk to you in a number of different ways. But prayer is a two-way conversation. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7 says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Matthew 21 verse 22 says this, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. John chapter 14, verse 13 to 14 says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I want to ask you a really uh, simple question tonight. What are you asking for? What are you expecting from God? Because I believe that when you ask for something and you ask for something in the name of Jesus, that you will get it because the Bible says so. The Bible can't lie. So what are you expecting tonight? And I want you to lift your expectation. If you haven't asked for anything, I want you to start asking God for something. When I was your age, I was in... in um, youth and I just grew up in a youth ministry in Geelong. Any Geelong cat supporters? No? Okay. No worries. Um, no. So um, who do you go for in Port Lincoln? Oh, just everyone. Crows. Crows. Did Crows lose last night? They're very sad Port Lincoln pe people today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm from Catland. Um, Catland. And so, uh, yeah, I grew up in Geelong. I went to youth. 
Uh, my parents got radically saved when I was a child. My dad was Muslim and my mum was Catholic. That's a story for another day. Uh, but they got radically saved when I was a kid. And so I grew up in church ever since and I just loved God. And um, I had this really bad problem. It's quite disgusting. So I, I don't have it anymore. So you can like, don't be weirded out by it. But um, I had this really bad problem where my hands would just sweat excessively, like the worst sweaty hands you've ever seen in your entire life, entire life, like they were so bad. So literally now if I just held my hands up like that, they would be dripping down, like you'd actually see like beads of sweat just roll. It was the worst, the absolute worst, worst case they'd ever seen uh, and I just had sweat all the way. And because I was a musician, I was a guitarist and a bass player and a saxophone player and it really hindered my ability to play. And, and so I was, you know, growing up in youth ministry and I was playing and I was playing saxophone and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, God, I need you to fix my hands. I need you to, to make a way because like not only is this like yuck because every time we're in prayer lines you know how there's like prayer lines and they're like take the hand of the person next to you and everybody who would be standing next to me is like oh I'm next to Layla I'm like sorry I'm really sorry <laughs> good thing I had I didn't have a low self-esteem hey but I was like I'm really sorry they're like wiping their hands down and then they'll grab my hand again and then they'll like wipe their hands off because my hands are just so like dripping with sweat and so uh, all throughout my sort of high school life, I was like praying and I was like, God, I need you to fix this. God, I pray, I believe that you can fix this problem. And so I went to all, all, of, these different, um, all of these different places to try and see if they could fix it. They have this elect electrolysis thing or whatever where they do something there and they couldn't fix it. And then there's this other place where they put Botox in your hands or something and they couldn't fix it. And apparently just my hands were so bad and I had this condition so bad that there was literally nothing that they could do to fix it. I'm like, God, I believe that you can fix this. Like, I need a miracle. I don't know how you're going to provide this miracle, but I believe that you can fix it. Sometimes God gives us, gives us miracles that are just supernatural healings, and other times God gives us a process, and he gives us surgeons, and he gives us different things that can, that can heal us. And so one day when I was in my 20s, I got connected with this surgeon guy who was like the greatest surgeon for this particular surgery in Australia and somehow we randomly connected and I was like, oh cool, maybe this guy could do this surgery and, and, and um, fix my hands. And so he met with me and he's like, yeah, what we do is we clamp two, like we collapse your lungs and then we like clamp two nerves behind your lungs and then we, you know, like inflate each lung again um, after that or whatever. And, um, and he's like, but yeah, there's, there's maybe a 60% chance that it's going to work and uh, we're not quite sure because, you know, your condition's really bad so we can't promise that it'll work. And, um, you know, if something goes wrong and it, with collapsing your lungs, we might have to break your collarbone as well. I'm like, oh my gosh, so I could come out of this thing with a broken collarbone and sweaty hands and, like, it's done nothing for me. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I thought I'd give it a go. I was like, no, God, I believe that you can heal me. I believe that you can do something. I believe that I don't have to have these sweaty hands anymore. And so I prayed and I'd prayed that prayer since I was young. And, and I went into this surgery, came out. My hands have never sweated since. Like I do not have sweaty hands. Uh, if you want, you can come and touch my hands after the service. If that's not weird, you can touch my hands. Um, but uh, yeah, it was only a 60% chance that it would work. But because I went in saying, no, God, I believe and I have this expectation. I know that you can use this to heal me. Uh, God actually honoured his word and he, he healed me through that. 
want to ask, what are you asking for? What are you believing for? What are you expecting from God tonight? Because God cares about even the littlest things. That might sound like a little dumb thing, my hand sweating. It's not like, you know, children in poverty or something like that. But it mattered to me, you know. And God cares about what matters to you. James chapter 5 and verse 16 to 18 says this, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. I want to tell you a story about this man named Elijah in the Bible. He was praying at, at a time when his whole land was in a drought. They hadn't seen a drought for, they hadn't seen rain for about four years. I think it was three and a half years. And they desperately needed rain. The crops were all dying. The animals were dying. People were starving. And they needed a miracle. And so Elijah was a man of God. And he said, no, do you know what, God? I believe that you can send rain. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray that you would send rain. And so he gets up on the top of a mountain. This is my mountain tonight. So he gets up on the top of a mountain and he gets in what's called the birthing position and, and he gets in this position down here and he bows down on his knees and he starts to pray and he says, God, I believe that you can send rain. God, I thank you that you've sent rain. I thank you that you're going you're gonna to change our land. I thank you that we're not going to be in this drought anymore. And he starts to pray and believe God. And he has this servant guy with him and, and um, let's for the purposes of the story just to make it fun let's say he's a Mexican named Jose so he's like Jose go out and have a look on the edge of the mountain tell, if it, tell us if it's raining and Jose's like okay sir and so he goes over here and he's like running and he's like no sir no rain I don't know who you're praying to but it's not working okay and so he runs back and he's like no sir no rain no rain and so Elijah's like hmm okay let's pray again so he gets down on his knees and he prays again and he says, God, I pray that you would send rain. I know that you are able to send this rain. I pray that my land would be filled with rain and we wouldn't have people dying and starving and, and, and wasting away anymore. I pray that you would send this rain. And, and so he says, says to his servant, Jose, he's like, go and check out on the mountain and tell us if there's, if there's rain, there should be rain now. And so Jose's like, okay, sir. And he's like running. And he's like, um, yeah. No rain. No, he's playing a bit of a trick on you, sir. No rain. No, so he comes back to Elijah and Elijah's like, what the? How many of us, when we've prayed a couple of times for something, just go, oh, it's not working. God's not going to do this. I get disappointed. I get frustrated. I'm not going to start praying for this anymore. But Elijah didn't do that. Elijah didn't get disappointed. Elijah didn't get discouraged. He said, no, I can hear the sound of rain. Before he could even see the rain coming, before he could even see it changing his land, he said, no, I can hear the sound of rain because I know that God can bring the rain. And so he goes, no, that's okay, Jose. You go back over the mountain and I'm going to pray. And so he prays. He gets down on his knees, God, I pray that you would bring the rain. God, I, we need this rain. We need this rain. God, I pray that you would bring the rain. He prays again and he sends Jose. And this whole little, uh, little thing happens seven times. Seven times the servant goes out and he's like, no, nope, no rain. Comes back to Elijah. And Elijah gets back on his knees seven times. 
Seven times he doesn't get discouraged. Seven times he doesn't get disappointed. Seven times he says, no, I believe that God can bring the rain. Young person, leader in this place, you've been believing for something in God. I believe that God's given you dreams. God's given you visions. God's spoken to you about something for your vision. Maybe you've prayed for it once. Maybe you've prayed for it twice. Maybe it's been one year, two years, three years, and you're like, it hasn't happened yet, so you get discouraged. You stop praying for it. I want to encourage you tonight. Keep praying. Keep believing God. Keep being a person of faith. Keep expecting God because one day what happened on the seventh time, Jose ran, runs over and he says, oh, sir, crack out the piñata because I see this cloud. It's no bigger than the size of a man's hand. It's this tiny little answer, this tiny little cloud. But he says, Elijah, there's a, there's a tiny little cloud the size of my fist. And Elijah doesn't get discouraged and say, oh, that's a rubbish answer. That's like, you know, that's not a, an abundance of rain. What's that going to do? You know, he says, if there's a tiny little cloud in the sky, I know that there's a flood coming. So he says, no, I know that there's an abundance of rain coming. Elijah runs down the mountain uh, by the power of God. And all of a sudden, this flood comes and wa- rain just washes uh, the whole land. And they, they experience the rain of God and the blessing of God in their life. I believe that maybe some of you in this place, you've prayed for things and you've seen small answers to prayer. Maybe you've been praying for your friends at school who aren't saved, who don't know God, and you've been asking them and you're like, hey, you should come to youth or you should come to church. And maybe they've been like once and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll come once. And then you never see them again. And it's like this small cloud, the size of a man's fist. And it's like this small little answer. I want to encourage you, if you're praying for their salvation or you're praying that they'll come and be a part of this youth ministry, believe that that small cloud, the size of a man's hand, is going to be a flood. They're going to come. They're going to get connected. They're going to get saved. They're going to get transformed in this place because God is going to do something. What are you praying for? What are you expecting God for? Two plus two does not equal four in the economy of God. Two plus two plus faith can equal eight. Two plus two plus faith can equal 200. Two plus two plus faith can equal 2,000. Two plus two plus faith can equal anything. And so don't feel like you're limited by the things, by the limitations that you have. Maybe, oh, I've asked my friends and I've asked them to youth and they've said no, and so I'm limited. No, put some faith into that and say, no, I I believe that God's going to give me a way to connect them. I believe, I don't know, they've said no today, but no is not going to be no tomorrow or the next day. I believe that God's going to soften their heart. I believe that God's going to change them. Bring faith to your expectation. Bring faith to what you're praying for. The dreams that God has for your life are limitless, absolutely limitless. God wants to do great things through your life. Maybe if the band could join me up here, that would be awesome. You know, Josh was talking about um, David and Goliath and, and the stones, and I believe you guys have been going through that um, this term uh, or last term or whenever it was. Um, and you're talking about David and Goliath. David was a young man who literally did something incredible in his generation. He was the only one full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit who could run at a giant and take it out and set his people and his generation free. I believe that there's young people in this room tonight who God's calling you to do something unique, individual. He's saying, I want you to be full of faith 
and full of the Holy Spirit and I've got a giant for you to take down in this generation. It looks different for every single one of us. Maybe for some of us it looks like your whole school or your whole classroom coming to God and coming into youth. Maybe for others it looks like starting a business at a young age. I know a guy who's like 15 years old started a business and saw it just grow incredibly and now he's giving all this money to missions and stuff only still in school. You know, it's crazy stuff happening. God wants to use you full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith to do something incredible in your generation. How did David become a man who was full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit? 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13 says, So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. So David, he's the sort of guy that everyone sort of overlooks. I'm sure Pastor Josh preached on this when, when he was preaching about David. He's, he's the sort of guy that's in the background. Nobody really cares about. Nobody really pays much attention to him. He's out looking after the sheep. He's doing all the work but getting none of the credit. And so he's looking after the sheep. One day Samuel, this prophet, comes to his house, the house of his dad and And he comes to anoint the next king of Israel. He's come with a horn of oil to anoint the next king. And he comes into the house and he says, Hey, Jesse, you've got all these sons. I believe that God's saying that he wants me to anoint one of your sons to be the next king of Israel. And so Jesse's like, Oh, yep, cool, no worries. I've got some sons. I'll I'll bring them to you. I'll show them to you. And so he brings one of his sons and and he says, Yeah, here, here you go. This is, you know, my strongest, toughest son. Surely he's going to be the next king of Israel. And God says to Samuel, nah, this isn't the one. I haven't anointed this one. And so he goes through all of these different sons that Jesse had. And it wasn't any of them. And David was out looking after the sheep. His dad didn't even care to call him in. His dad had no expectation on him. His dad thought that he could never be king. His dad thought, why would it be David? Maybe in your life you've had people around you who would say, why would it be you who does something significant? Why would it be you who does something great? Why would it be you who writes the songs that are going to touch this nation? Why would it be you who's going to be a millionaire who brings all these finances into the kingdom? In Port Lincoln, there's so many millionaires. Why not have millionaires in this church who are going to buy property for the church and see the church expand to thousands of people in Port Lincoln? Why can't it be you? Why can't it be be you. Jesse brings his last son David in and David stands at the end of the line and he's like there with all of his brothers and he's like a bit confused. He's like what's going on? And God speaks to Samuel and he says this is the one. I want you to anoint him the next king of Israel. And so David's there. He's just come. He's just in the right environment. He's just been serving God. He's just been around. And instead of having to chase the call of God and instead of having to chase a position or a title or or do any of that, because he's just been serving God and because he's been loving God and worshipping God, God has chased him down and God has chased him down with his anointing and his calling. And he's saying, David, you're going to be the next king of Israel. And so all of a sudden Samuel comes and he pours this oil all over David. The Bible says that as he poured the oil all over David, the Holy Spirit came upon him, empowering him for the rest of his life. 
Why could David be a man full of faith and expectation? Why could David be this man full of faith, taking down the giants in his generation? Because he was anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit. He was anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit. God isn't expecting you to do great things through the power of positive thinking or through great ideas or through, you know, whatever it is that you have, whatever gift or ability. God's given you those to help you, but that's not what's going to make it happen in your life. What's going to make these things happen, what's going to see these dreams come to pass is the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming upon you, empowering you for the great future that God has for you. And so tonight... I believe that God's chasing you down, just like he chased David down. He's saying, I want to anoint you for the great things that I have for your future. I want to pour out my Holy Spirit all over you so that you can be vitally empowered to do great things in this city, in this state, in this nation, nations of the world. So tonight we're going to pray for you. If you say, Layla, I want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to be anointed tonight for the for the great things that God has for me, then I want you to come down the front. We're going to get the band to lead us in a worship song. We're all going to stand to our feet. And if that's you and you want me to pray for you, you want our leaders to pray for you, I want you to come down the front. We're going to pray for you. We're going to believe that God is going to fill you with His Spirit and that you're going to do great things in your future by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Let's stand to our feet. Let's sing Good, Good Father. And if that's you, I just want you to come. I just want you to come down the front. We're going to pray for you. Awesome. Yeah, keep coming. Keep coming.